so in this episode, it's kind of special, kind of badass, not going to lie. Mm-mm. The visiting teachers dropped by. I know. I, I'm not even sure what that is. I you don't know, think I'll ever really know what that is. The funny thing is they didn't even call first, but whatever. <laughs> that's that kind of how, how they roll. Mm-hmm. They have to call? Do they set up an appointment? They're supposed to, but if you don't answer <laughs> the phone, they eventually just fucking show up. Well, can we say how awesome this particular oh, set I'm of excited about teachers it. Sure. are? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, one of them... Is the one, the only Fanny Fact Check Sister herself. Sister Fanny Fact Check is I'm here, and so she excited. brought her lovely companion, <laughs> Hermana Concha. What, so, how do you say that again? Sister Concha. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> should we get a commercial and then get back to this shit? Um, yeah, let's do it. Okay, we'll be right back. See you in a minute. Are you struggling to lose weight and keep it off? Tired of wasting time and money on starvation diets that lead to more frustration and stress? If there was a weight loss solution that could actually work for you, would you try it? Then head to golo.com. I'm Steve. I lost 138 pounds in nine months on Golo. I'm Amber. I've lost 128 pounds with Golo. If you're ready to take back control of your life, head to golo.com now and see how Golo can work for you. That's golo.com. My sleep is way better. My inflammation has gone way down. Golo saved my life. I was way overweight. That's what sent me down the path. I wanted to make sure and live for my kid. I have literally tried everything. I was on the verge of getting gastric bypass surgery, and I saw the Golo commercial, and it was the last thing I tried because it worked. Join over 2 million people who found a better way to lose weight with Golo. Your healthier and happier life begins at Golo.com. That's G-O-L-O.com. Again, G-O-L-O.com. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Latter-day Lesbian, the podcast about an ex-Mormon gay girl just trying to figure out her love. Mm-hmm. I've been getting kind of jazzy with that lately. Do we need jazz hands again? Well, you you love the jazz hands. So those of you who can't see us at home, we're all doing jazz hands. I actually hate the jazz hands, and this is me <laughs> making fun of the jazz hands. Um, yeah, I think you need to put a little more heart into your jazz handery. <laughs> is that a thing? It is now. So how did we end up with the visiting Are teachers? Are you going to introduce yourself? I'm Mary. I'm Shelly. And we have Fanny Fact Check here to my right. Uh-huh. I'm so pleased to be here. <laughs> Thank you so much for your hospitality. You're welcome. If you wouldn't mind um, calling first, that'd be great. That'd be great. Why would I do that, Shelly? <laughs> that's, that's, She's that's impromptu. True. I'm going to push your mic a little bit closer okay. to you. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Don't be shy, sister. And uh, Sister Concha here on my left. Am I pronouncing that correctly? See, si. Hermana Concha. Okay. And in Utah, Sister Concha. Okay. okay. Thanks yeah. for that translation. Mm-hmm. I think we kind of <laughs> own the hello song. I mean, they're visitors after all. Absolutely. Okay, let's, uh, let's cue. Oh, sorry. Are you... Oh, trying to take uh, my line? Uh, line? Cue music. Hello, 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 hello. We welcome you to She hates when I step on that. She's really particular about her music cues. I don't know what it is about that. I like it. Yeah, I she like loves it. to cue the music. Mm-hmm. Um, so thank you for coming by unannounced. I have a lot to get to today. I have laundry and... Well, uh, thank you so mm-hmm. much. So we'll just sit right down here and we're going to just leave you with a little thought. Okay. okay? Thank you, Sister so Fanny. That, yeah. So, <laughs> no, no, you have to sit down. You have to okay, sit down. Okay, I'm sitting. Okay. Sister Mary, okay. would you please oh, sit down? Sure, okay. sure. Mm-hmm. 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 Okay. Today's thought comes from the children's songbook, <laughs> and it is called To Think About Jesus, which is very special, because we need to think about Jesus. Mm-hmm. Do we? Yes, we do, <laughs> okay. Sister Mary. <laughs> okay. It's Jesus. Jesus? You're Jesus? being sacrilegious right now, Jesus. Mary. Like Mother Havarti, Jesus. Havarti, Havarti, <laughs> oh, that's oh. so funny. Oh, oh. Right. oh my goodness. Okay. Shall we go with our thought? <laughs> mm-hmm. It's a special thought, okay. Sister Shelley. Okay. I feel reverent suddenly. <clears throat> oh, you're about to be. <laughs> that's the spirit. <laughs> I was wondering. I was feeling gassy earlier. So thanks for clearing that up. Oh, dear. It shouldn't be hard to sit very still and think about Jesus, his cross on the hill, mm. and all that he suffered and did for me. It shouldn't be hard to sit quietly. It shouldn't be hard 
even though I am small, to think about Jesus not hard at all. Hmm. No, no, no. There's oh, another oh, verse. Okay. Okay. There's another verse. You know what is hard is trying to sit through this song. Oh, God, I know. <laughs> I think of the miles he walked in the dust and children he helped to love and to trust. Is dust supposed to be the desert? <clears throat> oh. It shouldn't be hard to sit tall in my seat, to listen politely. <laughs> To quiet my feet, it shouldn't marry hard, Jesus. even though I am small, mm-hmm. to think about Jesus, not hard at all. And I think this song is just so very precious to me because it is just about thinking about Jesus and about not doing absolutely anything else because it's all about Jesus. And I think that that's really important because it's important. Important to think about Jesus. Okay, every time she says Jesus, I'm thinking Jesus. Jesus, Jesus. Oh, should we turn this into a drinking game? This is a message for all of us because it's about being reverent so you can feel the Spirit because the Spirit is something outside of you, not inside of you, and you have to earn it with your behavior. This makes me so grateful that Brent and I left the church before Philip was really even old enough to be in primary because he would have fucked this up. Saying, I'm so bored. I'm having a really unlucky day in primary today. I think he would have been destroyed by primary. Destroyed. I, I kind of feel funny right now. <laughs> like, that's the spirit <laughs> telling you you're misbehaving. <laughs> oh, shit. I thought it was tipsy. Sister Concha's windscreen is feeling droopy. <gasps> <laughs> it's getting flaccid. <laughs> it shouldn't be hard. That's true. Just sit very still. I was like, uh, what are you trying to say with that last number? Mm-hmm. Okay, here's the song that the men folk get to sing. <clears throat> Brethren, power by earthly standards comes by rank or wealth or sword, but the power above all others is the priesthood of our Lord. So do only men sing this? Yes. Women, we didn't get to read shit that was like, we're there powerful. Are, no, are there any hymns that just say women only? Like yes. as, sisters as sisters in, in Zion. Zion. Oh, we all okay. work together. It's oh, is that the thing that I play in front of the intro to Fanny Fact Check? Yes. Okay. Yep, yep, yep. Okay. <clears throat> it is ours, the total armor, priesthood held by Christ our Lord. If, as brethren, we are worthy of the Spirit's whispered word. I hate how they rhyme Lord and word, by the way. It always irritates me. (laughs) Let us venture forth in freedom with the priesthood as our guide. Deacons, 12-year-olds, teachers, priests, and elders seeking virtue side by side. Seeking virtue. Does it make you think they're like seeking virtue, like a Mm. virtuous woman, like a virgin? Is that really what they're seeking? Well, I don't know, and I didn't think about it until I said that, but this whole thing is fucked up. Like, they have the power and the God and the Lord. I, can you think of, a, a like, a women's hymn that we once upon a time sang that made us feel like we were strong or capable or able of anything other than bearing children? I wouldn't feel the spirit if I sang <laughs> a song like that. That's true. You know what's weird is in regular Christian church that isn't Mormon, they don't really sing about people. That who they isn't sing Jesus. about Jesus. Right, but he's the only one that gets to be special. Imagine that. Because oh. he's actually the one that's worshipped and not people. Not like Joseph Smith, for <gasps> instance. Well, you know. A church that talks about Jesus? <laughs> yeah, well, you just sang a song about idea. Jesus. No, no, no. It's about making sure children are quiet. Is that really the message? I was just thinking about cheese the entire time. <laughs> it's not so much about Jesus as it is keeping children from acting like their children. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. That's very important. We should make uh, my kids recite that song every time they come over before they're allowed <laughs> to, to like cross into our property. It shouldn't be I hard. I don't think it, it would matter. No, no. No. You're right. Mm-mm. So those are good lessons. Oh, I'm feeling the okay. need. Do we need to take a break or should we just do a foom pod? Because I've got one and I know our visiting teachers are going to want to help basically shame you for not knowing it. Oh, that would be fun. <laughs> Usually I just lose, but now I get to be, I get I to lose shame. Shame. There's just so much in this foom pod. And as you, well, whatever. Do we want to take a break or want to go for it? Let's just go for it. Okay. Cue music. It's the fucked up Mormon's phrase of the day. What's today's foom pod, Shelly oh, and visiting God, I'm so teachers? Excited. Today's 
foam pod, Mary, or fucked up Mormon phrase of the day. Are you allowed to say that in front of the visiting teachers? Only the lesbian ones. Okay, we're good. (laughs) (laughs) Is Rammy Umptum. Rammy Umptum? Mm Mm-hmm. So I kind of feel like um, Joe, as in Joseph Smith Jr., right? Wasn't he a junior? Is that correct? We call him Brother Joseph. Brother Joseph. Or the prophet. Okay, okay. Brother Joseph. Um, He liked money, right? Do you like money? Well, he had golden plates. There you go. This is exactly what I'm getting at. No, 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 because he he put them back in heaven. For a while, he had golden plates. Moroni was hauling those things around. Mm -hmm. Here's my theory. I think he found a little magical imp, (laughs) Remyumptum, who could spin straw into golden plates. That's what I think. That's Rumpelstiltskin. Yeah, Yeah, you got it wrong. They sound similar, you have to admit. Do you want another crack at it, or are you just, just like, <laughs> I'm just going to go with that towel? answer. I think, I think it's she be... may be dicking with you, so <laughs> she <laughs> might be slightly dicking with me. Is that a thing that you can say in a... Only the lesbian. <laughs> okay, okay. Just making sure. All right, makes sense. Okay, buzzer. So what I'm going to do here is I'm going to teach to you from chapter 28 off of the churchofjesuschrist.org website. It's the manual, chapter 8. Okay. And it's out of the Book of Mormon, which mm-hmm. we all agree at this point was made up. The, the Zoramites and the Ramdians. The Zoramites. They have the best names. <laughs> when, you, when you can make up names, it's so fun. Okay, just to be clear, Zoramites were not in the actual Bible. No. Not in the Bible, but in the Book of Mormon. <laughs> mm-hmm. right. The real scripture. Okay. <laughs> okay. The Zoramites and the Ramdians. Ramiumptums. Thank you, and the Rumpelstiltskins. Okay. <laughs> the Zoramites had once belonged to God's church, but had become wicked and were worshiping idols. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. This doesn't sound like a Moses story at all. No. no. No, none of these are repeats. <laughs> okay, the Nephites wanted to keep the Zoramites from joining the Lamanites. <sighs> I think that's all the ites we have in this one. So Alma, <laughs> Alma was a big fucking deal. Alma went with some other missionaries to preach the word of God to the Zoramites. These missionaries were surprised and upset at how the Zoramites were worshiping in their churches called synagogues. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. In the center of the church, the Zoramites had built a high platform called the Ramiumptum. Kind of like a podium in a chapel. Yes. <laughs> Carry on, Sister Shelley. Thank you. I like my explanation better so far. Okay, well, <clears throat> there was room for only one person to stand at the top, and the Zoramites took turns standing there, reaching toward heaven and loudly reciting the same prayer. The Zoramites <laughs> said God does not have a body, he is only a spirit, and they also said there would be no Christ. The Zoramites thought God had chosen only them to be saved in the kingdom of heaven. Where do we hear? That sounds a lot like sacrament meeting. Actually sounds like testimony meeting. You take turns. <laughs> you take turns and you talk about how thankful you are that you are the saved ones. Mm-hmm. They gave thanks for being his favorite people. I'd like to bear my testimony. I'm just so grateful to be a member of the one true church. Does that sound... Familiar. I might have said those The one true church. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. After each of the Zoramites had prayed, they went home and did not pray or talk about God again for an entire week. (laughs) The wealthy Zoramites loved gold and silver, and they bragged about their worldly treasures, like temples. Alma was sad to see how (laughs) wicked they were. Alma prayed for him and his missionaries to have strength, comfort, and success in their work. After asking for help to bring the Zoramites back to the truth, Alma and the other missionaries were filled with the Holy Ghost. Zoramites were poor and were not allowed inside the churches. The people began listening to the missionaries. Many asked Alma what they should do, and Alma told them they did not need to be inside a church to pray or to worship God. Except for you really do have to have a temple recommend to get into the temple. They didn't have any way of laminating back in those times. You know what, though? You have to, in the temple recommend questions— they ask you if you attend your church meetings as a prerequisite for being worthy to go in the temple. Right here in your own damn scriptures, you have Alma telling them you don't have to be in a church to worship God. Yeah, but they the also say even read their own scriptures. you can't drink hot drinks, but then they drink hot cocoa. Doesn't make a damn bit of sense. Are you starting to think that it's all fake? Maybe. 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> Maybe. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it so, certainly seems to contradict itself. It does. So I always think of when we talk about the Rami Emptum, it's like my dad. Sorry, dad. Not that you're ever going to listen. But when he gives prayers, mm-hmm. our most kind and gracious heavenly father, we are so <laughs> grateful for thy love and thy guidance and the prophet and being a part of look and the pint like blah 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 don't forget to cross your arms may i just compliment you on your deep brown suited voice that was a very good impersonation of general conference thank Thank you you thank you you know what yeah i've made you watch some general conference so here's one at a time getting up there and at the podium yeah at the podium and basically talking about how great it is to be mormon or belong to the Church of Jesus Christ, Latter-day Saints, and kind of looking down on everyone else, kind of talking shit about people who are not Mormons or people who have left the church. Well, to be honest, they're not really talking shit so much as they are being passive-aggressive. <laughs> There's a difference. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> Good point. Why can't we have Fanny fact-check here every week? <laughs> it's funny because we're like a lot of blah, blah. I'm like, oh, she butts in with something quiet, but so fucking funny. It's like, oh, God. What did just well, say? also, I feel like I'm in trouble most of the time. I know. I feel well, like I'm being very Sister Mary. <laughs> um, so I have a question. This whole bearing the testimony at these testimony meetings, has that been going on since the beginning of time in the Mormon church? When did that start? Should we ask Sister Fanny Patrick? <laughs> <laughs> that was part of the meetings from a very long time ago. It wasn't until more recent years that they decided that it should be every month at the first Sunday of the month. Okay. Before, many meetings were Rather held as open mic nights. <laughs> and that, that got shit. to be a little bit problematic because some people said some things that drove away the spearhead. Mm. <laughs> so they had to stop doing that and they made a control kind of system so that no one would do that. Wait, can, the church tries to control? <laughs> Stop. That is interesting that they even invented this testimony meeting or whatever, however that came to be. I don't know. Maybe they got it from the Quakers or something. Who I knows? thought I was thinking, because that sounded very Quaker-esque yeah. to have this quiet when you feel moved by the Spirit. You stand up and you say some shit. Um, yeah, but that's risky, because you do risk somebody saying something that's not— Well, that's why you have to, to correlate everything. Sanctioned. You have to control it. You have to say you are allowed to get up and say whatever the Spirit moves you to say as long as it fits in with the guidelines yeah. of the gospel. Well, and the other thing gospel is, I have been to a lot of different Christian church services, never a Mormon service. I have never seen anyone have to get up and say their church is true. I never. I have got to take Mary to a fast and testimony meeting around here, but we can't go to the one of the big church, the church in DC, because there's a lot of liberals there, and you won't get like the full. Like you need to go to my old ward because that's a bunch of like tight-assed, yeah. white. We are so lucky to be here. People have come from like Utah and California. They're like West Coast, East Coast Mormons. That's right out of a brainwashing book right there to have to say, I know this church is true because nobody has to do that. If you are there in that congregation, the assumption is that you believe it or you wouldn't show up. But when you're sitting there and everyone around you is saying they feel the spirit and you're thinking, I don't. And then you tell yourself, well, yeah, I do. And then you're going to go up and say, the spirit moved me to stand up to the spirit in this room is so strong. I know the church is true. I can bear my testimony that Sister Concha is having the spirit move her right now. <laughs> I think she fell asleep. <laughs> well, Sister Mary, uh-huh. maybe you shouldn't be so worried about brainwashing if your brain weren't so filthy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I do need to clean it she out. She showed you. <laughs> she did. Slap on the hand. Yeah, I don't think that's all she wants to slap, if you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for having us into your home. Uh-huh. Can <laughs> I- it's been really fun, and we should leave you here with this bottle of wine. Oh, <laughs> well, wow, I love when they visit. Thank you, sisters, for visiting. It's very, very lovely to be here. And the reason I was silent is because I was just silently judging you. (laughs) (laughs) And we're out. (laughs) That's funny. So, Shelly, this seems like a good time for a break. Break time. Be right back. We're back. So, uh, that was so great having the sisters on. I love that. They were awesome. Just almost as silently as they showed up, they left without much of a word and (laughs) Mm -hmm. left a note. 
Oh, will you read the note? I would love to read the note. Okay. And would it be sacrilegious if I tried to imitate Fanny Fetcher? <laughs> um, no, I, I don't. I don't think so. If I do my best, sisters, sisters. Okay, I'm going to give this a shot. Give it a shot. I'm sure I will not do it justice. But okay. here we go. Dear sisters, we would indeed be remiss if we did not stand and bear our testimony of the one true podcast. Mm -hmm. That was pretty cool. We know with every fiber of our being that LDL is true. (laughs) She gets real whispery. She does. It's awesome. (laughs) And we love you, especially when we're drunk. (laughs) Thanks for everything. You are so welcome, sisters. That You're was welcome, fan- sister Fanny Faction, <laughs> hermana Concha. Concha, yes. Mm-hmm. What was so great about their visit is they took us to a show, like yeah. a concert. At the Birchmere. The Birchmere mm-hmm. in Alexandria, mm-hmm. Virginia. Beautiful Alexandria, Virginia. Yes, yes. Yeah, the Birchmere is quite the music hall. I like it. I enjoy it. I've seen a lot of different folks there. I have as well. What's this your was- favorite show that you've ever mm. seen there? Oh, I, I stumped you. No, no, no. <laughs> I took I, you off guard. Yes. Uh, I don't know. I'd have to think about it. Well, I can come up with one. Okay, on go. The spot. Patty Griffin. Oh, shit. Really yeah, good show. That would be really, really, really great. Really good show. Yeah, mm-hmm. she's fantastic. Mm-hmm. I saw Eric Bonet there. He was freaking awesome. Oh, very cool. Eric I, Bonet. It's Bonet. Bonet. Uh huh. I saw M, uh, Amy Ray and Shelly Wright, I think is her last Ooh, name. Okay. Mm-hmm. That was a good show. I like mm-hmm. it. Mm hmm. Not as good as Patty. No, Patty Sorry. would be great. Patty's we should, the best. We should go see her when she comes through. Yep. Fantastic. So we saw um, Dar Williams. Yes, we did. Who I had never heard of, but apparently if you're a longtime lesbian, you have. Um, I mean, it wasn't just lesbians in the audience. No, it wasn't. <laughs> um, but when I told a lesbian friend of mine that that's who I was going to go see, she was all excited and was like, have you seen her before? And I go, I don't even know who she is. And she was very disappointed that I didn't know who Dar mm. Williams was. And I'm like, I, I, I'm new, new to lesbianism. <laughs> <laughs> Why would I know this? Is there some sort of initiation you've missed? I, I hazing, yes. hazing. <laughs> what does that involve? I don't know. That should be fun to figure out. Yeah, maybe. Anyway, there was a song that she sang called "The Babysitter." Oh yeah, that's a good one. It was a good one, and it's about um, this Dar Williams, her parents getting this babysitter who was kind of a hippie. Uh-huh. I don't and think just kind of was a super a hippie. hippie. Yeah. <laughs> super hippie. Like hippie. one of the lines was "peace, love, and something." And anyway, about how. It was cute how Dar looked up to this babysitter because she was just different and fun and free. And her parents were a little more conservative, but they were open to having, they're like, well, I guess it's the hippies generation now. Well, you know, hippies are here. Just being very accepting of this next generation and the things that they stood for. Mm -hmm. And it made me think. And again, people are probably like, stop complaining about your childhood. I'm not complaining. I'm just, (laughs) I'm noticing things, you know, I'm noticing Uh that my childhood was very small as far as. Narrow-minded, shall we say. It was very narrow-minded. I lived in Germany. I lived all over. But the people that we hung out with were Mormons. Like, that was who your babysitters were. Uh That's who you went to potluck dinners with. Like, that's what you did all of your stuff with. So Mm -hmm. even, I mean, there would have been a wonderful opportunity to be around... Hippies? Hippies. Or, Mm -hmm. I don't know, whatever. I'm sorry. Hippies don't bathe enough. They smoke too much weed and they wear too much patchouli. Okay, but it would have been nice to have I'm a just broader. I'm fine with all those things. I know it's pretty funny. <laughs> I don't just everyone was Mormon. I'm, I'm trying to think. You know, when we lived in Germany, um, there were people in the neighborhood that weren't Mormon, of course, and you know, but they weren't in my life a lot. Mm-hmm. So when I'm listening to this babysitter song, like this babysitter was in their life a lot and really left um, an impression, a, an impression, say. a beautiful impression of being different and being accepting. I mean, enough to write a song about it. Yeah. And I don't have any people that left an impression on me because I wasn't around anyone more than Mormons enough to make an impression. So everyone who made impressions on me were Mormon. That's well, what I'm saying. You and might have Mormons even, are in a very small box. Even as a small child, you might've been judging this hippie babysitter. Yeah. I mean, I didn't, ha- I didn't have one, but I probably would have been. And my parents wouldn't have allowed a hippie babysitter. Yeah. No way. Mm-hmm. I don't want to say they wouldn't have allowed because I don't know. But when you're Mormon, you just pull from your Mormon resources. So it was always a Mormon babysitter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sounds like a good time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I thought of that. Yeah. Also, the song that uh, Fanny Fact Check led <laughs> us through, you found the you found the music. It's yeah, dep- for some reason I was thinking about it. It's depressing as hell, by the way. Yeah. I, I didn't think about how the music went, the piano playing, whatever. I think it's a... It's a dirge. <laughs> it's in a minor is. key. 
depressing as mm-hmm. shit. Reminds me of music from Les Miserables. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I was thinking about there that, and I'm like, "There is a castle <laughs> on a cloud." Basically, it's basically that song. And then the words are basically saying, "Look, kid, Jesus did all this shit for you. Can't you just fucking sit still already? <laughs> like, really? You don't love Jesus? Look what he did it's for like, you." And we're gonna have these shaming lyrics <laughs> in this minor key. Yep. And we're gonna guilt the shit out of all yeah. these kids. <laughs> yeah. Yes. <laughs> God, that fucking Mormons, come on. <laughs> yeah, so I found the music and I, and with the words, and I played it for Mary, and she's like, good God, this is horrible. <laughs> it's so depressing. It is, it is. You want to play it? Yeah, let's okay. play it. Insert depressing, shameful guilt music now. Cute, depressing, Cue depressing. music. It shouldn't be hard to sit very still and think about Jesus' cross and all that he suffered and did for me it shouldn't be hard to sit quietly yeah that song is a treat see kid you're not fucking good enough <laughs> you're making jesus sad cuz you can't sit still yeah. imagine these kids like these adhd kids or you know normal children actually having to have to sing this song and they're having to, they've been sitting still for 3 hours by this time well yeah. 2 hours um, because usually it's the last hour's primary where the kids do stuff. They've been sitting still and being bored for two, two and a half hours at this point. And now they're being guilted because they don't love Jesus enough to sit still for another 30 minutes. Yeah, well, this is part of the brainwashing. Mm-hmm. You get kids to feel shitty about themselves. You empty them as a vessel, take away all their joy, take away anything external that brings them happiness from mm-hmm. a really young age. I mean, I guess, well, Jesus is external in the way that you guys are thinking about it. Sure. A lot of people think God is in your heart, but I don't think Mormons really think that. I think they think it's a place you have to go to in order to feel God. You yeah. can't do it on your own. Well, and Mormon God is a piece of shit anyway. Like, <laughs> uh, you know. Yeah, so when you when you strip the kids down— you beat them down. You tell them to be quiet. You tell them to sit still. Tell them they're not good enough from a young age. Yeah, over and over and over. In a minor key. <laughs> in a minor key. And then it's easy to spoon feed them what you yeah. want them to think, yeah. feel, believe. This is brainstorming. Brainwashing. Oh, <laughs> that's worse. Brainstorming is what you and I do, and we're like, okay, <laughs> what what's are we next talking about? about? <laughs> yeah. Huh, I've only had two sips of my glass of wine. You're crushing it, baby doll. I guess I'm a lightweight these days. Mm-hmm. Hmm, interesting. But what I was going to say was, I feel like we're collecting all this data. So if you read one of these Sunday school lessons, all this stuff, the songs, we are sort of gathering intel for a clear case in how the Mormons brainwash children mm-hmm. with all of these examples. Yep. We could publish that shit. Oh, God, we could. Yeah. Gather it all together. We yeah. should. We could write a book called, like, The Brainwashing of the Mormon Child or some shit. Could it be a little Guys, more Guys, don't take our idea. <laughs> we just copyrighted that shit. Could it be a little more catchy title than that? <laughs> okay. Go. Mormons be brainwashing the shit out of kids. Is that better? Yeah. <laughs> that sounds like a bestseller. <laughs> <laughs> I think we're on to something, I though. I so. I don't know. Maybe that book exists somewhere already. I don't know. I, I haven't have heard no of it. I have no idea. But, uh, yeah, there's a case for that for sure. So how to brainwash a child, a step-by-step <laughs> instruction from the Mormon manual. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there you go. That sounds good. Mm-hmm. What's next on our list? Okay, let me mark that off. <laughs> the brainwashing book. The brainwashing book. <laughs> uh, we did the foam pot already. Mm-hmm. Oh, um, so we've already publicly posted now that Patreon goal reward, which was you and I watching the Johnny Lingo movie. We might have already talked about that, but I wanted to talk about what we are going to do next for our 200 goal. Mm-hmm. I have a hate and hate relationship with the seminary videos. So I found <laughs> the one called Godly Sorrow versus Worldly Sorrow. And okay. it is so fucking horrible. <laughs> and I had to watch that over and over in the 90s. And now I'm like, oh, that's why I was so fucked up. Oh, there it wow. is. There. That's why the 90s were so difficult for me. So oh, wow. hard on me. Good Lord. Are you going to be able to watch this thing? Well, I did. I, I watched it to spark my memory and the song came back to me like everything. And I was all, oh my God. Because when you're watching it, when you don't know it's a fucked up video, you just take it in and wow. it becomes how you think, how you feel. Because again, as a child, at least for myself, as a child or a teenager in Mormonism, 
I was never suspicious of any church video. Mm-hmm. Like that was safety right there. That was all true. I never doubted any of it. Right. Even right. even Johnny Lingo, I never doubted the message, whatever the fuck that was. Yeah. Um, I just kind of made fun of the acting because the acting was hideous. Yeah, we've had comments on YouTube like, oh, I wanted to be an eight-cow yeah. woman or yeah. whatever. Like yeah. people bought into it. Yep, people have written in and said— Whoever was going to propose to me, I would say yes to. I was just so grateful that somebody wanted me. Mm-hmm. And that's how I was, too. Yeah. Um, and this isn't to rip on my husband, but any boy could have proposed to me, and I would have said yes. Mm. Wouldn't matter who it was. Wow. Yeah. You didn't feel the need to be, like, in love or compatible or anything? No, because I wasn't. So you felt the pressure to get married. Yeah. But you were still really young. Um, Not in, in Mormon years. I was 22. Uh, yeah, I love that part in Johnny Lingo where he's like— <sighs> She's almost 19. <laughs> like she's some old fucking maid. <laughs> I know Johnny Lingo could have anyone on this island. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I'm like including the 14-year-olds. Mm-hmm. Jesus. Anyway, so I think we're at like 177 patrons right now. As 78. As, we, as soon as we hit 200, we're going to do this video. So those of you who are like, wait, which one is it? Look up seminary video. And it's called Godly Sorrow versus Worldly Sorrow. And if you're anywhere around my age or younger... You probably have seen it, and you were going to rage now that you're out of the brainwashing and you can see it for what it is. So mm-hmm. I'm excited. Yeah, help us reach that goal, everybody. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That Johnny Lingo video of us watching mm-hmm. is on YouTube, on our channel. Mm-hmm. Um, how do you get to it? You just look up Latter-day Lesbian Podcast, right? I just looked up um, Latter-day Lesbian Johnny Lingo YouTube. Just type in some fucking wow, letters. that's a lot. I mean, just type in words of what it's about. It'll come <laughs> just up. Just type in some words. Just type in some words. <laughs> um, yeah, check out the video. Share it with all your friends because I think it's pretty funny. And we also sort of condemn the message behind that video. So I'm thinking we're going to keep doing this a lot because... It's kind of opening my eyes to why I was so fucked up. Like when someone hypnotizes you or, you know, when someone plays the same thing over and over and over and you just don't even think about it anymore, it just becomes your opinion and your mm-hmm. feelings about yourself. That's how these church videos well, are. Well, it's okay. This is a little funny um, anecdote about me. I was a thespian in high school and college. That can't be it's much. actually a lesbian. <laughs> can't be much of a shock. No, thespian is the gateway drug <laughs> to oh, lesbians. Sweet. Well, I was never a thespian. It's probably why I had to go, go through a heterosexual marriage. <laughs> probably. Okay. Probably. Cool. Uh, yeah. So I was in a lot of plays and uh, musicals, and there was one called. It was the sequel to Bye Bye Birdie, and it was called Bring Back Birdie. Hmm. And I played this girl that got somehow indoctrinated into this cult. Hmm. And I think they went around chanting, and they wore robes, and they had like finger symbols, and they were like, "I am one." You are one. Mm -hmm. We are one. But there's this moment in the musical where I realize I'm in a cult. And it's because my mother has also, the person who plays my mother, which I think was one year ahead of me in high school, because that's how (laughs) it goes. She was also brainwashed. She was like sucked in by the cult too. She was trying to rescue me from the cult, and then she got sucked in. Ah. And so there's this moment where my character (laughs) realizes holy shit, I'm in this cult and I'm believing all this really weird shit and now my mother's in it. Oh my God. Oh, wow. And so I had this like, I, I, I experience where mm-hmm. I have to like shake out of it and like realize, oh my God, of course that whole scene took five seconds, but whatever <laughs> of my realization and I have to like get her out of it. When you talk about like having this awakening, mm-hmm. looking back over your life, seeing all these primary songs or all these lessons that you learned and it's so clear and watching this movie. What's that movie called again that we're going to watch? Um, Godly sorrow versus worldly sorrow. That trips off the tongue. It sure so, does. thinking about that movie and how you're like, holy crap, how did I fall for all this stuff? And looking back, it's so clear now. Yeah. You know, the only thing I can relate to, and well, that is not actually true because my Christian upbringing was a little bit of a shit show. Mm-hmm. But that moment in that play where I just have this, it's like this realization, holy shit, what have I gotten myself yeah. into? Yeah. You know? We have these moments in our lives sometimes where we look back and we're like, oh my God, what what am I doing? Yeah. What am I doing? Yeah. I think I've had multiple. There wasn't a huge moment for me leaving the church where I was like, oh my gosh, I've been brainwashed. Like it took right. a while for me to even say out loud, I think I was raised in a cult. Yeah. Those are big words. Because not everyone know? can put it in that perspective. Mm-mm. Sometimes people are really thrown by that and they're really put off by that. I think it was um, Diana and I were discussing that and we're like, oh my God, we were raised in a cult. We were 
raised in a cult. So it kind of hit you one day. Yeah, like, wow, say it out loud. Because that's something that happens to other people. But when you make that recognition, it's like, holy shit. So that I guess that was a, a bigger moment. But I could say it, but I didn't know how bad it was. Like, we hadn't started the podcast yet. Mm-hmm. I hadn't given a primary lesson to you out of the manual and being like, holy shit, that's some brainwashing. Right. You know, it takes a lot of going back on things to realize what it really was. And sure. it is so fucked up. So I, I feel like every time we podcast, I'm going, wow. Yep. Yeah. You learn something new every single time. Mm-hmm. I'm so happy that we can uncover this stuff. Oh, yeah. And we can watch these ridiculous movies. I don't know how long this movie is that we're going to watch. It's only nine minutes. It's short. Oh, yeah. perfect. We're going to have to do shots. <laughs> <laughs> when we turn that into a drinking game? Yeah, we'll do shots instead of beer because it's only nine minutes. So gotta... <laughs> Some of the longer ones, I'll just edit out. Some of the content, yeah. so it won't take so yeah, long. Yeah, it's like to, to sit it. and watch two hours of right. my turn on Earth. We'll probably like, skip yeah. the credits. Although I did enjoy the credit section of oh, watching you know Johnny what? Lingo. What? What was the guy's name? That, and you were like, "Is he still doing in the biz?" And he, God, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Remember him? He was also on an episode of Star Trek. Oh yeah, like the early on ones. Because <laughs> uh, someone wrote in and told me uh, on uh, was the it was the guy that played Tootle Tula? No, Tula? no, no. The head, Tula? the head guy. Oh, Mr. Harris? No, um, Johnny. Johnny Lingo? Yeah. He was on the early ass um, Star Trek. He's dead now, by the way. Oh. Um, and rest in peace, Johnny Lingo. <laughs> and he was in a movie called The Cult. <laughs> Someone on Reddit said that to me, and that I was messaged me, and I was dying. You can look him up on IMDb. Oh, my gosh. That's awesome. Good stuff. <laughs> I love that he was in a movie called The Cult. That's really funny. I know. So we have a wacky, he said what, coming up, um, Elder Bednar. He never disappoints, does he, Mm -mm. that guy? Uh, But before that, we want to talk about something that our good friend Heather Vickery has got going on. Should we talk about that? I think so. Okay. I love me some Heather Vickery. I do too. So she is going to be doing a group coaching program. She does this every year, I guess, near the end of the year. Uh, She accepts about six people into the program And you do it as a group. It saves money on her overall coaching program. Here's a secret. I might be joining that group. (laughs) Really? Yeah. What, you're trying to tell me that you didn't tell her, look, Shelly needs help? Oh, for sure. But I didn't think that you would take her up on it. I didn't know. I mean, I I might. Okay, but everybody, if you're going to join this, please join legitimately. Don't just join to, like, be friends with Shelly Johnson. Oh, God, you don't need to join a a group (laughs) therapy to be friends with me. (laughs) Join because you really think you're going to get something out of it. Oh, Heather's freaking awesome. Yeah. Yeah, so in fact, I'm going to list some of the things you get out of it. Proven, intentional, and easy-to-use resources for reflection. Mm. Mm, That's nice. Better organization moving into the new year. You oh, need shit. that for I sure. need that. Oh, wow. I love that you're considering this. Well, okay. Can I, can I just talk for two seconds yes. or 20 about organization? I about crapped myself because two days ago, I was trying to find all of our flight and hotel information for this Phoenix Rainbow Festival coming up like literally in less than two weeks. Yeah, we want to talk about that in a minute. We too. will. And I couldn't find it. Yeah. I was looking all through all you my emails. Pan- so I, thought, I was panicking because then I was like, oh my, because I, I sometimes I can't remember shit. I was like, did we never book the hotel? Did we never book the flights? Did yeah. we just talk about it and then didn't? Yeah. I couldn't find it on our credit cards, like nothing. I know. I know. I was full blown panic. I'm like, well, shit, I guess we're just going to have to cancel, even though we already paid all the money for the booth. I know. I know. I was really anyway, worried about organization, you. I could, I could use help. Yep. I, sure I eventually could. did find them after a long time of swearing, and Mary thought I was going to, like, blow a... I know. I wanted to get the blood gasket. pressure machine out and check your blood pressure. Oh, yeah. I, I really actually high. am on blood pressure meds, and I think being more organized will help that because I do get panicky when oh, I can't sure. find things, when I forget things. When I'm afraid I'm going to miss something, it makes me panic. And then I feel bad about myself. Like, why can't you fucking get it together? Well, you know what? Diana and I are already talking about doing an upcoming shame episode. Oh, I do shame myself, yeah. Yep, feeling Mm -hmm. bad about yourself. So one thing that we did do after that whole incident was we created a travel folder. So whenever Mm -hmm. an email comes in that's related to travel, uh, you're confirmed on whatever flight. Just drop it in that folder. Other benefits of this group coaching program reframing of the past year in an actionable and positive manner, even if you struggled, Mm. even if you struggle. That's awesome. Deeper connection with your why, in quotes, and using that to plan intentionally for the year ahead. So it's not just like, I don't know why I do stuff. So knowing the answer to why. Dude, I love that. Yeah, that's fantastic. Because then it's like, 
okay, maybe I can do better next year because I will have tweaked some things that I'm not doing great at and have a better year. I think in an upcoming episode that we recorded with Diana, we talk about that metaphor on the airplane where you're supposed to put the oxygen mask on yourself first and then help everybody else. But when you're raised in a cult, especially Mm -hmm. when you're raised as a woman in this patriarchal woman must bear everything, Mm -hmm. bear all the emotions, do all this stuff, this group think, then the option for you in that moment is to not put the oxygen mask on yourself at all. Yeah. Like you put it on everybody you else. You put it on everyone on the plane and then you die from low oxygen. Yeah. <laughs> no, you just neglect yourself entirely. So making sure that you're not just helping everybody else and neglecting yourself. And then at the end of the year, you're like, now, why did I do all those activities? Yeah. What, what did I do that for yeah. again? Like being intentional about what you want to do. Yep. doesn't mean you can't be helpful. Sure. No, we're not talking about being selfish and, no. and saying, fuck the world. It's no. just taking care of your needs. Taking care of your needs and knowing exactly why you do everything you do. Yeah. That's super awesome. smart. That's awesome. Systems, strategies, and boundaries. That's another episode we got coming up. Yeah. We, um, in next week. Next week. Yeah. To make 2020 a successful year. I love this. Connection with and motivation from other creative thought leaders. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's great. She's going to bring in people. Work through limiting voices, the I can'ts, right? Yeah. I can't do that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Reframe your mindset to welcome in healthier thoughts and vibes. I love it. Yep. Clear out the mental clutter and welcome mental control. Like when your brain is going a thousand miles a minute. Mm -hmm. What is it you said to me? You were thinking of all these things at once yesterday. Oh, I don't God. remember what we were yeah. talking so about. So when I get in a certain headspace, which I was, I have been in for about a day and a half, almost two days now, I think it's hormonal. Well, here's what I, I'm sorry to interrupt. No, you, go ahead. But this is what I look at with this hormonal stuff that happens monthly, which correlates to your time of the month. I am premenstrual. Yep. So I believe <laughs> your head is doing this already, yeah. but that time of the month when the hormones are raging and various things... It's like a huge magnifying glass, like rolls in over your yeah. brain and it yeah. magnifies it times yeah. 100. No, yeah, yeah. But it's there My brain already. is always that way, but when I'm hormonal or whatever you want to call it, it's very exaggerated. Yeah. So yesterday you took this box of mostly empty Triscuits. Oh, yeah. I ate those, by the way, today. <laughs> okay, cool. <laughs> I just wanted to solve this problem. Yeah, and you, you, she pulled the bag <laughs> out of the box and there was probably like maybe a total of six Triscuits. If, if that. You know, but they were all broken up. Yeah. Maybe maybe three, actually, but they were all broken <laughs> up. And you asked me, should I just throw these out? Right. And Do you in, want me to save these? I think in, I do you want me to you. save these? And in the span of about <laughs> point two seconds, uh-huh. my brain said, first of all, yeah, just throw them out. Wait, don't throw them out. Smashy might like them. She doesn't really like Triscuits, though, because she likes Ritz crackers better. Maybe I should just eat them. No, that's calories. I'm not even hungry. I probably shouldn't eat them. Just throw them away. No, that's wasteful. Castle will probably eat them. Like, all of those. Oh, God. And not just the thoughts, but pictures of the thoughts in my brain. And then I finally just said, I don't know, Mary. I can't make that decision right now. <laughs> About Triscuit crumbs. Yeah, and you were like, what's going on? And I yeah. said, well, let me tell you everything that my brain just did. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Just over, seriously, like Triscuits. A total of maybe three Triscuits. You know, to me, the paralyzing thing, and this is paralysis, Mm -hmm. that's happening where you're imagining all these what-if scenarios, the base emotion Mm -hmm. to me is fear. Oh, sure. Fear that I'm going to make the wrong choice. Yeah. Fear that you're going to make the wrong choice. I love slash don't love how our listeners at this point know all of my (laughs) fucked up flaws. Oh, we'll get to mine. (laughs) (laughs) I know. I'm Feel free to point them out, baby. No, seriously. Really? Oh, my OCD cleaning? hmm <laughs> Okay. Mm-hmm. I'll, yep. I like to have things clean. <laughs> you know what, though? I have um, eased up on that a lot. No, you have. It's been In the time that really we've been nice. living together. For sure. Yeah. You've thrown in the towel. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> I definitely appreciate how level-headed you are. Like, I need that. So, for example, when I'm in this um, brain space of being anxious and panicky like I am right now for the last couple of days, I have really like aggressive, scary dreams and I just, I dream all night long. It's, yeah. It makes me fucking nuts. Like, cause I'll wake up after nine hours of sleeping. Like I'm asleep the whole time, but the dreams are so vivid um, and usually scary that I don't really rest, you know? Yeah, I know. So 
last night's dream of choice, I kept walking out of the house and we had all these bushes. And it's similar to what we actually do have, but it was a lot more bushes. And as I would walk out of these bushes, in my dream, I would feel like there's somebody crouched behind the bushes and they're going to get me. And so I kept leaving the house and walking past the bushes and then being afraid, right? Mm -hmm. And then the dream kept going, like suddenly I was back in the house again, and then I would walk past the bushes and I'd be afraid. And then I'm back in the house again. I went through it like quite a few times. And then the last time I did it, as I was walking past the bushes, I saw shadows moving in the, this is nighttime every time, of course, I saw shadows moving in the bushes and I started to panic. Like I knew it. I knew there was someone in there and I I could tell they were going to come get me. And so I started yelling, no, 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 please no. And then this man came out and tried to get me. By then, I was screaming in my sleep, and, and thankfully, Mary woke me up because she's really good at waking me up from all of my horrible nightmares. nightmares. They're you very, have them a lot. I do. I, I think I do have them more when my brain is like going oh, yeah. nutty. Well, because right before we went to bed, we had this conversation about how you have all these fears right now. Yeah. A lot of fears. Yeah, yeah. So, so that wasn't helping. No. So she woke me up, and she just held me kind of laid half on me with her cheek to my cheek and just was saying, it's okay. It's not real. If anyone jumps out of the bushes, you just punch them in the face like you were giving me, you know, life lessons. <laughs> life on. lessons. Yeah. Because I think you have certain options. If this is happening right outside our house, for real. Yeah. Um, I mean, we live in Vienna, Virginia. It's There's so, really like, yeah, it's no. probably not going to happen. No. But if it did, mm -hmm. and you see shadows, go right back in the house. Yeah. Lock the door, call the police. Mm -hmm. That's one. That's one scenario. Yeah. If you are heading down the driveway and for some reason you don't go to option one, we have some loose bricks at that line our walk. You, just you can pick, pick one, up, one up, up, slam them. Knee them in the junk. Or you just run and scream. We live in like this row of townhomes. Somebody's yeah, home. You yeah. can probably outrun the guy. Of course. You were a CrossFit coach. <laughs> it's a true story. You can throw a lot of weight over your head. that was like head. 20, 30, maybe 40 pounds ago. Well, but you're still strong. That's true. Strong for like some reason, I because I think you're a really strong person. Thank you. But for some reason, when you get into these anxiety dreams with people chasing after you, you mm -hmm. become like a little girl. No, you're right. I never fight back. I usually, it's either run or I cower and beg. Yeah. 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 I was over at Brent's today after bringing Simon home from basketball. And um, I was chatting with Philip and then I had to leave. And I was like, come here, give me a hug and kiss. So we hugged. And then I kissed him on the cheek, and then I started kissing him a lot, like mmm, 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 all over his cheek and his forehead. Then uh -huh. he goes, Mom, I'm starting to get very uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> I said, okay, I'm sorry. How about one kiss on the forehead? He said, okay. So I kissed him on the forehead. He goes, that was just fine. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I'm glad you respected his boundaries. Of course I did. He said he was feeling uncomfortable. That is awesome. Did Which, we go completely um, off topic? Yeah, by we, the way? we did. But okay. since I just mentioned boundaries, that's going to get us back on topic because okay. Heather's going to help you with your boundaries. <laughs> <laughs> so these are group sessions. Mm -hmm. So she will schedule times when everyone's available to do these. Go to, let me look up her address. Heather at vickeryandco.com. Drop her an email mm -hmm. uh, if you are interested. Listeners to our show get, I believe, 10% off the program. Just mention that you are a Latter-day Lesbian listener. Mm -hmm. She'll hook you right up. Yep. And it sounds like Shelly may be involved in this. I, I think I could really use it, actually. I would, I would enjoy that. I would enjoy some of our listeners to be part of it as well. I think it would be cool to kind of grow together and set goals and... Whatever the fuck we're doing, I don't know. But <laughs> togetherness. <laughs> it sounds great. Yeah, it really does. It does. Uh, let's take another quick break. And Pay then more bills. We'll wrap this up. We're back. We are. I um, would like to vote for this being probably the most sidetracked episode that we've ever done. <laughs> we're all over the fucking place. Yeah, we That's are. Right. What's up with that? We're crushing it. Um, uh -huh. <laughs> I wanted to also announce, it's funny how we're like, you know, 45 minutes in and I'm still doing announcements. Okay. So we have the Phoenix Rainbow Festival coming up on November 2nd and 3rd. You sure you booked that? I am. <laughs> I now have all the information in my travel Wait, did folder. Did you say September? I don't know, but I, what I meant to say was November. <laughs> November 2nd and 3rd mm -hmm. at Heritage Square Park uh, in Phoenix. All day. All day. Uh, like it's starting like from 10, 10 to 6. 10 mm -hmm. to 6, both days. It's a Saturday and a Sunday. But Friday night, so November 1st, we are going to be having a meet and greet at The Deuce. It's D-U-C-E. It's a restaurant and bar in Phoenix. It's close to um, Heritage Square Park. We're going to do that at 6 o'clock. Okay. So 6 o'clock. 
Friday, November 1st at the Deuce. Please come meet us. Say hi. We're just going to be hanging out. It's not going to be anything formal. We're just going to be chilling. We would like to meet you all. And if there are people who Friday just absolutely will not work and you still want to meet us, we will be at um, the festival, both Saturday and Sunday. And... Saturday night or Sunday night, we, if need be, could throw something together for people who can't make Friday night. So, Yeah, those um, days are sort of up in the air. Yeah, so just let us know. Festival days are always hard. They are. That's mm-hmm. the thing is we're usually very tired yeah. after a day of talking to people. But really, if there's a few of you who are loyal fans and, and what have you, we Only really the loyal see ones. Yeah, if you just start listening, you can fuck the fuck off. Oh. You better be there Friday night, bitches. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to need to see your temple recommend. <laughs> Should we do laminated LDL cards? Hell yeah. Ooh, that's a good idea. That is a fun idea. Huh. Brainstorm. We're going to put that on the list. Yeah. <laughs> brainstorming, brainstorming versus brainwashing. Similar. <laughs> All right. So let us know who can make it Friday the 1st. That's our top choice. Can't wait to meet some more listeners. I love it. Oh, we should move on to a he said what. Well the then, fuck. cue mu- We're the music. Oh, shit. <laughs> really? Yeah. Remember we do it on three or on one? <laughs> <laughs> Gosh. She's so excited to say cue music all the time. I'm going to say well, it Well, anyway. you could say it and I'm then gonna, we can start. It. Okay, ready? <laughs> okay. Cue music. He said what? <laughs> <laughs> We're so stupid. (laughs) And all the stupid people know it. It's true. True story. Okay. Today's He Said What comes to us from David Asshat Bednar. Sorry. Are they all Asshats? They are, but his middle initial is A, so it's just easy. okay. This one, actually, I just saw on the internet Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) as I was scrolling through through some shit before we started this episode, and someone had posted this video from a devotional that he did. Where whatever, was he? Because it was translated or something. Yeah, it was in Peru. Okay. I was just about to say that. It was in Peru. So there was like translation. How many he, Mormons are in Peru for God's sake? I don't know. Enough to have to sit through this fucker, say this <laughs> dumb shit. I just want the ceviche. That's all <sighs> I'm saying. That's what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. Ceviche minus Bednar. Yep, for sure. I was watching this video and I was like, he is so fucking pompous. He oh, thinks yeah. he is so... Amazing. But when you hear what he was talking about, you're like, this is so wrong and gross Mm -hmm. all at the same time. Um, And how Mormons don't think this is wrong and gross is beyond me. But you know what? When I was a Mormon, I'd have been like, whatevs. So he's telling this story about his 12-year-old son needing to go and talk to the stake president in order to be approved to receive the Aaronic priesthood, you know, because he's a boy and he's Mm -hmm. 12. And they have to do a worthiness interview. Why did Aaron get a priesthood thingy named after him, but not Moses? I I don't know. I don't get it. Well, it could be because it's all made up. (laughs) Just saying. (laughs) Anyway, so this, and, and we'll post a link to the video when this episode comes out. So he's telling these people that he and his wife, although I don't think he even said her name, maybe, I don't know, it doesn't matter. They decided that they wanted to go in and talk to the stake president first before their son. Is that normal? No. uh, (laughs) It's only normal if you're fucking Elder Bednar and feel like you have to be in control of everything. Okay, Mormonism is perfect for this guy. Oh, God. He crushes Mormonism. (laughs) He he is winning Uh Mormonism. If you can win at it, which I don't think you can. You can't. Everybody loses. Okay, so he says he wanted to go in and speak to the stake president, he and his wife, because he wanted to give an accounting of his responsibility as a parent in Zion. Oh, jeez. Already, I'm like... So he's sitting there basically guilting like, no, 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 I, this is my child, so I am responsible as a parent in Zion, you know? (laughs) God. Doesn't he technically outrank the uh, stake president or... Oh, for sure, for sure. And the boy technically outranks his wife, (laughs) Sister Bednar. Oh, my God. So this is what he says. He says to the stake president, we know this boy. Uh He says a couple more stupid things. Then he says, we testify to you that this boy is worthy. (laughs) You ready? Here's the best part. He has never violated the moral code with himself uh-uh. or with anyone else. Oh my God. Gross. How, he says that. How old is this kid? 12. 
<laughs> what does he have a camera set up in his room? Well, and the fact, can you imagine like, you know, I'm going to my bishop and I'm like, listen, bishop, I know you need to interview my son, Simon, to get the priesthood because he's 12. Mm-hmm. But I want you to know that I take my job as a parent in Zion seriously. And oh, I'm here God. to tell you that he is worthy and he has never spanked the monkey. <laughs> oh, you know what he was maybe trying to do? What? He was trying to make sure that this stake, stake president, stake president <laughs> sorry, I got it wrong every time, doesn't ask him those creepy masturbation questions. No, he doesn't give shit about that. He was, he was in there sure? strong arming the stake president well, and, and, and puffing up his chest like, we know this boy yeah. and we know he's worthy. No, you're, you're wrong on that. Because then he goes on and says that the, the stake president needs to ask the questions or whatever, but he's just saying, as a parent. Okay. Basically, he's saying, look what a fucking awesome parent I am. Uh-huh. My boy has never spanked mm-hmm. his monkey. I have never heard before ever of any parents going into um, an interview before their kid and telling the the presiding authority there, um, my kid is worthy. Maybe they didn't do it, but they might have thought it. Maybe, but it is not shocking to me that Bednar would do this because he thinks he is like God, basically. And the fact that he would go in and the thing that he would point out is that the kid doesn't masturbate is like hilarious and gross it and embarrassing. Gross. And I feel like he must have a hidden camera in his bedroom. Well, the fact that to him that matters, you know, mm-hmm. that like, let me tell you why my child is worthy to have this priesthood given by God. Let me tell you why my son is worthy to do God's work on Isn't this it earth. It's because the- he doesn't masturbate. <laughs> right, 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 right. Isn't it the job, though, of the stake president to ascertain that through of the questions? Of course it is. But when you're Bednar, you got to go in and you got to dick measure you know, like, oh, I'm, I'm 12 inches and you're only six. I don't know. I'm, Jeez. No, no. Bednar's got to be like an inch and a half max. Um, really? But I'm just saying, because like, he's in there. Does he drive a convertible? That's what I want to know. I don't know. <laughs> he's in there fluffing his peacock feathers, you know? Uh-huh. Like, look at me. Peacock has the word cock in it. I'm just saying. Well, there you go. He's measuring his peacock. <laughs> anyway, I just want to say how gross it is to tell someone. But how did he phrase it again? I'm saying this is even worse. He has never violated the moral code with himself <laughs> or with on. anyone else. Wow. You know what God created, if you believe in that sort of thing? Hmm. God created penises and he created hands. But I rest my case. But <laughs> if you do that, then you become gay. <laughs> That's what Spencer W. Kimball said. So all so there should basically be 99.999% of the male population should be gay. Yeah, it's so dumb. It's kind of like that argument that every woman who's ever been molested by a man is That's a lesbian. That's why she's a, le- she's a lesbian. That yeah. would mean like three-fourths of the women in the world would <laughs> be lesbian because it's so commonplace. It's so common. God, people are idiots. Yeah, they are. Um, anyway, I, um, A, I feel bad for, the, for his son. Oh, for sure. Oh, God. Can you imagine being raised by that guy? Oh, my God. That's horrible. And can you imagine when this kid ends up learning that his dad went to a stake president beforehand and was like, yeah, my kid doesn't whack off. Mm-hmm. So he's he's worthy. For, God, I hope that kid secretly does. Of as course a, he as a does. Fuck you. <laughs> of course he does. Oh, and I was going to say, so in this video, he says all these things, and then he and his wife leave and allow the son to go in there for his interview. This poor kid. So also showing how they're totally trusting someone to ask questions of their kid, which should never fucking happen. Right. There should never be one-on-one interviews. No, for sure. There shouldn't be. Mormons. <sighs> wow. So there you go. Asshat Bednar, I feel sorry for your children. Oh, God, yeah. And your Jeez. wife, actually. Mm, I, and everyone, sure. every, I, yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And your cousins and your parents <laughs> and, your, and your dog. I pray you don't have a dog. <laughs> Poor puppy. Oh, man. <laughs> Ada had a whole other thing to talk about, but we can put that off till next week. No big deal. Okay. We got a little sidetracked today, but I think that's we okay. covered some good shit. Yeah, if you don't mind the rambling. That's how it goes sometimes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Ooh, patrons. Oh, yeah. Do you have some patrons lined up? You know what's weird? We Did we get five? We got exactly five. <laughs> <laughs> All right. You ready? I'm ready. And once again, thank you, patrons. This is how we got to um, get to make our Johnny Lingo movie of a movie or whatever. The Johnny Lingo watching movie. Yes. Sure. Here we go. Patron number one, Chirpy. 
<laughs> it's fantastic. I like it. Thank you, Chirpy. Number two, Summer B. Pretty sure we met Summer B in Utah when we were there last. Oh, fun. Yeah, thanks, Summer B. Lynette D. All righty. Not to be confused with Annetta from last week. No. But Lynette Different D. names. Mm-hmm. Yep. Next, Lauren N or Lauren N. <laughs> you tell us. Either Lauren or Lauren. I'm going to go with Lauren. L-A-U. That's not a guarantee. Fuck. Yep. Well, she didn't send in any pronunciation. Lauren so. or Lauren, let us know what's correct. I know how to pronounce the first initial of her last name. N. Got it. Last one, Kai. K-A-I. And I know how to pronounce that name because I have a nephew named Kai. This is not my nephew, Kai. Um, it's a different Kai. So Kai D. Chirpy, Summer, Lynette, Lauren, and Kai. Love you and thank you. Thank you so much. As a reminder, if you would like to support our podcast, we hope you do. Please visit patreon.com slash Latterday Lesbian. Appreciate that. I like it. This episode brought to you by UC Places. Again? Every fucking week. <laughs> Download the app. The letter U, the letter C, the word places, all one word. I've been working my ass off. I've been putting up um, additional languages. I've been getting translations. It's been fun. So UC Places. Download the app. Show me some love. Okay. And don't forget Heather Vickery. Heather at vickeryandco.com. Join Shelly on this group coaching. Oh my God. Maybe now I you're can... going to have to do it. I know. Fuck. Okay. I'm in. I'm in. <laughs> I'm fucking in. I am in. Committing All right. in. Do you hear that, Heather? Mm-hmm. Got a patient. I'm in, Heather. Damn it. <laughs> I mean, I don't think she calls it that. A client. Client. A client. Yes. Victim? Oh, I think client is probably the preferable <laughs> way to talk about that. Okay, fine. <laughs> Once again, we want to thank Dan at Extension Audio. Thank you, Dan, for leaving it in. <laughs> Thanks, Dan. <laughs> Leave it in Dan from Extension Audio. Oh, like he has that? his own little, little name and like kind of a jingle. A moniker. Sure, whatever that is. Yeah. Okay, so remember, steer clear of cults because they are no joke. No joke. Talk to you later. Bye-bye.